Alright, welcome to Comic Chat number 79. I am your host, Glenda McGee. I am a uh, 10-year comedian in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Uh, I'm originally from Compton, California. Uh, You can find me on Facebook, Glendon McGee, that's G-L-E-N-D-O-N-M-C-G-E-E. You can also find me on IG, Instagram, or the gram, as the kids say, (laughs) that GM3 comedy, that's at GM3 comedy, that's GM, the number three, and the word comedy, and you'll see my uh, picture, and you can hit that follow, and I'll hit that follow right back, because that's how following works on these uh, social media platforms. Um, today's date is Tuesday, uh, April the 26th, 2022. It's the last Tuesday of April. Next week, it will be May. Uh, We're just flying through another year. But uh, before I get started with today's episode, uh, I want to say that I love you all. And I am extremely happy and immensely grateful and beside myself with uh, excitement for you. Uh, choosing to join me for yet another uh, inquisitive episode of Comic Chat. I don't know if it's inquisitive, I just felt like saying that word. Um, but before we get started, I, uh, I want to give a moment of silence for um, an Arizona, no, well, a Phoenix uh, legend. In the slam poetry and in, in, in the music scene, he was a dear spiritual uh, friend of mine's. I think he was a kindred spirit of mine spiritually, because I met him after I shortly began to meditate. And we uh, we had an instant rapport, and uh, he was a white dude, old white hippie man. He was cool as fuck. Um, we know him as uh, Mr. Roberts. And passed away on April the 14th. I just found out last uh, Wednesday he passed away April the 14th from an apparent car accident. And uh, he was 58 years old. You will be missed, Mr. Roberts. A moment of silence begins. Rest in peace, uh, Mr. Roberts. Um, yeah, I've, I heard a few of his uh, poems, and like he won competitions, and, and he was just a real, uh, real old school hippie from like the '60s. It was because those dudes are like dying off. Like it was like one of the last of like the the, the flower children, I guess. I don't think he was that old though, because he was uh, two years younger than my mom. My mom's 60, he's 58, but he was, he was just a real cool dude, found out later that he was a bit racist, but most white people are, but, um, whether they admit it or not, they, they subconsciously are racist, and, uh, he got mad at me because I kind of exposed that fact, because once a white person says something racist, there's no way that they can get out of it, anything that they say after they say that racist statement is just gonna make them seem more racist in uh, me and my good friend. Um, we refer to that as uh, kicking the baby in quicksand, dropping the baby in quicksand. And one day we uh, were talking about a black issue and he uh, added his two cents and it just sounded kind of racist. And I called him out and he kind of got hurt. And then he kept trying to defend himself and he kept dropping that baby in that quicksand just drowning that baby and we kept making that noise bloop because that's basically the noise of a baby going in and he kept 
doing it, but it, it was a funny time. It was a funny time, as it always is when a white person speaks, you know, <laughs> uh, racially where they shouldn't. Um, but he was he was all around good dude. I could kind of tell that he was nearing the end because the spirit it lowers itself because you know there's um, there's you're no longer receiving that type of energy because the the generation that you're a part of most of them are not around or too old to do anything so it just really you know he started to feel a bit out of place because I remember like one of the last times I saw him I, I told him to lift his spirits I think I told this story and he just said something sarcastic to me and I was just like oh, he is not really feeling this place anymore and you know he stayed around for a few more months and he finally uh, received his call home a couple weeks ago and it's very uh, sad but also I want to say congratulations for completing your work down here on earth and um, may you uh, continue your journey in the next uh, life, the next realm. Because I don't think that, I already explained this like plenty of times, I don't think that we die. I think that we just go on because we're energy and everything is energy. And once you create an energy, you cannot destroy that energy. Like they were talking about Stopping coronavirus. Coronavirus has been around since before we even knew about it. It was just something that they knew most of us never heard of that they could use to scare us and and dictate to us uh, how things were going to go. But then when they were trying to tell us that we had to stick a needle in our arm, most people were like, fuck that, Jack. And, you know, once a lot of, once enough of us say, oh, hell no, then they'll back off. And that's why I don't understand how come we, uh, we are so, um, we continue to be so oppressed and victimized by government because if they have no one to govern, then who are they? A government it is only as strong as the people it governs. If we all just said, fuck that, we're not going to listen to this shit. Yeah, they probably would kill a lot of us. But there's so many, there's so many more of us than there is of them. That they couldn't possibly kill us all without killing themselves too. But this is not me trying to incite some type of war. This is just me basically pointing out the, the, the imbalance and how we the, the uh, mass majority is being controlled and oppressed by the, the mighty few because of the fear that we're under. They always put a fear of some or put a fear or some limitation on something that we desire and then that keeps us in line. Like they limited our ability to go outside. And then they were like, hey, if you put this needle in your arm, you can go outside as much as you want. And people were like, okay, I'll, I'll put this needle in my arm not only one time, I'll do it two or three times. How many ever times do you want me to do it so I can go outside again? See, they always put some limit or some fear in our mind and then we do what they say. And then we're unable to see this or we refuse to see this because we hide behind racism. Which we pretend isn't a thing when it's time to really deal with it when it's like right in your face 
then it's not a thing. I've seen black people speak up for racist white people so many times. Right after they do something racist, we will defend that shit against another black person or another person of color and then wonder why they don't stop doing it. Why every open mic is a clan rally. Because that's all they do. When you're not in a, a, a black scene, you got to deal with white comics talking shit about black people. And you got to worry about Mexican comics talking shit about black people. The few Asian comics we have, we talk shit about black people. But I brought this up before. But it's because abusing black people is commonplace. But when you tell somebody that racism just happened to you, they'll they'll quickly say, I, I don't think it was because he was racist. Maybe he was a bad having a bad day. So he had to call me a black ass because his day was bad? Or he had to say something about uh, me not knowing my dad or whatever. Not even sure if I know my dad or not, but... You know, feel safe enough to make a, a comment like that because he was having a bad day. It can't possibly be racism, but it, but it's not. You know, sometimes it's other black people that say they're having a bad day, but that's usually when you try to tell it to a Mexican person. But then, if you you talk to a Mexican person long enough, they'll start telling you their experience with racism. But we try to pretend like it's not a real thing. We just just don't look at it and, and maybe it'll go away. Like, no, that shit's going to sit right there. Anything you don't deal with. Just like I was talking about your problems. If you, if you have perceived problems that you don't deal with. Excuse me. Excuse me. If you don't deal with your, some perceived problems, they're just going to remain in your life and they're going to block you from certain things. Same thing with racism. If we don't deal with that shit, it's going to... Remain in our lives and block us from certain things. Just the fact that when when gay people first started uh, gaining rights, they hurried up and had those those uh, commercials about don't use the word gay. When you when you say gay, do you know what you say? Remember that fucking uh, campaign they were running on us to get us to stop saying gay and basically using the word faggot, but they really couldn't say it on TV. But that was really what that was all about. It's about the word faggot, which is just the gay word. It's the N-word for gay people. But they could have did the same thing for black people. When do, you, do when you say nigger, do you know what you say? They, they could have easily did the same thing, but no effort has ever been made to to stop the use of that word. It's been encouraged in our uh, community and in our music and in our entertainment for my whole life. I say it with impunity. I fire off, nigga, all day. But that's how you know it's not really a problem. Because there's no, there's not a war on it. They're not targeting it. They're not trying to put it in your head that being racist to black people is wrong. But any other any other group, this is what Dave Chappelle was talking about. Any other group in America, you can't you can't debase, or you can't belittle, or you can't bully. Black people, you you could do it all day. It's so commonplace, we do it to ourselves. Which is sad. But, you know, maybe one day we'll get the picture. But, you know, like I'm saying, 
do black lives still matter, man? Because I saw the, the, the video of the uh, the Patrick uh, Lawyer uh, murder back uh, earlier this month in uh, Grand Rapids, uh, Michigan, where I guess, let's just say for the sake of the story, he was resisting arrest and the officer they ended they they end up scuffling the officer had him detained had his hands behind his back wanted to tase him he wouldn't allow the white officer to tase him so the white officer takes out his service rifle or not rifle revolver and uh our gun and puts it to the back of uh, Patrick's head Shoots him one time in the back of the head. Kills him. Um, I could read this story. It just, it's just, I'm, I just wonder, you know, because after George Floyd, they, they ran that campaign on us where they flashed BLM at us all day and they put it on everything and then all these uh, businesses were putting it all over the walls and shit like that shit really meant something you got white people uh protesting but really just taking selfies for the gram so that they can say to other white people that they're not racist <laughs> i said that during the time that it was going on it was more just a, a liberal appearance of solidarity with blacks but uh, ever since 2020 or you know, whenever that was, just I think it was 2020, and you know, and Dave Chappelle came out with 846 and all that shit. You really ain't, they really ain't made it a a point to put these stories in our face. I'm not gonna say that they haven't been happening because Ahmaud Aubrey happened shortly after George Floyd, and and those officers. You know, they got their time in club fed. I mean, club med. I mean, club fed prison. <laughs> I said it right the first time. <laughs> so I guess, you know, the justice system worked in, in that case. But this was, um, this was totally uncalled for because I saw the video. It, it was really uncalled for this this man to uh, lose his life. Who was just he was a um, refugee from the Congo, Patrick Loya. And uh, here it is in a dash cam video. The officer can be seen driving alone in his patrol vehicle into a home's driveway to turn around to follow Loya's vehicle through a few residential blocks. Loya's family reported that Patrick was experiencing issues with the vehicle he was driving and had already pulled over. Shortly after 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Grand Rapids Police Department reported that Patrick Loya was pulled over near Griggs Street Southeast and Nelson Avenue in a traffic stop for an alleged, alleged unregistered license plate. Didn't say it was unregistered. Said it was alleged. So that already sounds fishy. It was it was a hunch. That term officers like to throw around. Um, in videos recorded during the incident, because people take out their phones and start recording, Loya exits his Sudan as the officer shouts at him to remain in the vehicle. With Loya asking the officer, "What did I do wrong?" Aloya appears confused as the officer asks him for his driver's license. With Loya facing the open door of his vehicle for about 30 seconds, but he did not enter his vehicle, Loya then begins to walk away towards the hood of the vehicle, and the officer grabs him by the arm in an unsuccessful attempt to detain him. With Loya struggling off the officer's grab, Loya is then seen running as the officer calls for backup and runs after him. A scuffle ensues. The officer tells Loya to stop resisting, and Loya replies, saying, Okay, as his hands are behind his back. His hands are behind his back. He's he's not resisting anymore. He's 
waiting to be cuffed. And the officer then pulls out his taser gun, aims it at Loya, who pushes it away from his body, with the officer missing twice with the taser, so you know he got mad because he wanted to tase the animal, because that's what they, they, they see us as. He was trying to brand him because he was already surrendering. So he had resisted for a little bit, but the resisting was over. He could have just cuffed him or gave him some instructions or aimed the taser gun at him if he really felt that uh, strongly that he needed a weapon. With the um, After he missed with the, the taser, the two can be seen grasping the weapon during the incident with Loya attempting to push the taser to the ground away from himself, not trying to take possession of it, just trying to get it away from himself because he don't want to feel that. Because I heard that tasers do not um, feel good. So I can understand that. So during the scuffle, Loya can be heard asking the officer to stop and what he is doing. Please, while the passenger of the car that that he that shared that he shared with Patrick Loya was yelling to the officer, stop, you don't have to do all that. You can talk to him. At about 8.11 a.m., the officer then drew his service weapon and pressed it on the back of Loya's head. Whilst the officer pinned him to the ground with the officer being heard yelling, drop the taser, which was not in his possession. He didn't even have it. Remember, his hands were pushing the taser towards the ground. He don't have possession of the taser. That's just to, to justify what he about to do. And he then discharged his gun into the back of a lawyer's head. Chief Winstrom confirmed that the gunshot wound inflicted upon Loya was in the back of the head, that Loya had no weapons on his person, and that the police body camera was deactivated during the the incident. Why do they always turn the camera off? If If it's not a planned hit. Why do they all they always turn the camera off when we then they uh, they make sure to yell some officer like instructions like drop the gun to to justify their murder. Like this dude, I heard that he did have a record which most people try to use in defense of officers. That don't mean nothing. If he wasn't being, uh, if he was on the ground with his hands behind his back after resisting for a while, after he did resist, he should not have done that, but he stopped resisting after being instructed to do so. Not only did he stop, he said, okay, and he put his hands behind his back. Why was there, uh, why did this officer feel the need to use a taser? You already got him down. He already put his hands behind his back. All you had to do was cuff him, put him in a car, drive away. But this was already this this officer's intention was to kill. But of course we're gonna say, oh nah, how do we know? It wasn't racist. Maybe he was having a bad day and he just shot him. Maybe his wife was, you know, giving him stuff. She, she didn't, uh, she didn't cook the eggs for breakfast. They, they were. Uh, he wanted scrambled. She cooked them over easy. So now this man's no longer alive. It wasn't racism at all. It was. It wasn't racially motivated at all. And then there's, in the video, you can hear a dude saying, when the dude said, "Drop the taser." You can hear a dude saying, he don't have the taser. So it was totally unjustified murder. And uh, I want to say rest in peace to Patrick 
a lawyer and my condolences to his family and uh, also to the family of that officer. Because just because he shot and killed somebody don't mean that his whole family should have to suffer the way they are suffering. Because now they're all being looked at as racist. Because he was their their family or he was their friend. So they, they have to suffer the, the backlash of these actions. My, my question is, what do we do? A lot of people say defund the police. Can't do that. Then who will uh, protect the uh, boomers from from the black people playing their um, their Spotify on their phones in their neighborhood? Are um, who's gonna stop Tyrone from accosting uh, Beatrice for fifty two cents that she's got stashed away in her coin purse? So. Um, we can't defund the police. But we but we can keep counting dead black bodies by the hands of these uh soldiers. And I call them soldiers because they're being celebrated in the precinct. They're being celebrated. Even if they get convicted, they're being Celebrated. That's why I said those dudes that kill Armand Aubrey. They got their justice. They'll live out the rest of their days in Club Med, which is what we call the federal prison. Because if you white and you go in there, it's just a vacation resort for you. But how many more people are going to have to be killed? by the hands of police. And I know that white people are going to be like, but what about the white guys? I said that during the whole um, Auburn Aubrey thing. Is that, yeah, it happens to white people. But the media don't make sure to uh, magnify that shit. Because it won't incite anger and it won't cause an outcry. There wouldn't have been a WLM movement. People wouldn't have gotten outraged over a white person being shot by the police. So that's why you don't hear about the the white people. Because when they drop these stories... It is to incite an emotion out of white people and black people. They want to incite anger and fear out of black people. And they want to incite guilt and fear out of white people. The key uh, energy they want to to amplify is fear. Because when you are in fear, you cannot think. And when you cannot think, you cannot reason. And when you cannot reason, you do not make good decisions. That is why last week I was saying that it was better to say thank you than to get angry. Because once you get angry, it's already too late. And most of the time you're going to do something thoughtless. Because you're mad and you're not really even thinking about anyone but yourself so you're really not perceiving reality correctly so that's why I was saying say thank you because anger causes tragedies and the cold part about all this is you can see this man get his life taken on YouTube there's a bunch of consenting questions but if you just confirm you can see this man get murdered no cutaway or anything that's how I know I'm getting old because when I was young 
You could not see anything like that. They would cut away if a dude was going to take his own life. Even though I talked about that back in like 97, 98, that fucking guy that had a problem with his, uh, with his HMO and he went and did some crazy form of protest and ended up, uh, torching his dog on on fire when he lit his truck on fire and then he ended up shooting himself in the head with a with his shotgun that he had in the back of his truck and the camera of uh fox news didn't cut away and we saw this dude's head blow off the back of his head blow out and him fucking fall to the ground and shit and blood was pouring out the back of his head i know it's pretty dark but i wanted to do that this is my podcast <laughs> I, I want you to to have the full traumatizing experience of seeing a person get iced out on TV. Um, yeah, I talked about that too. Um, yeah, but the fact that you can you can see this guy get his life taken, and it just and it's over, man. Once you hear the gun go off, he stops moving and. Everything that he ever done, everything that he ever was, means nothing. Because his whole path is done. Like, he woke up that morning probably expecting to have a great day. Ended up running into the wrong officer early in the morning, and it was was all over. And no self-respecting person can say that that is fair. That a person should lose their life. Oh, when they're, you know, when they've stopped resisting, as they were told. And they started to obey the officer. Submitting to the officer by putting his hands behind his back. But the the officer... Wanted to use excessive force. Why? Because he had to chase him. Because he resisted a little bit. He wanted to, to show this nigger a thing or two with, with his taser gun. And, and, and the black dude said, hey, you're not gonna, I'm not going to let you treat me like an animal. And, and the officer said, oh yeah, I'll slaughter you. And it happens all the time. And then they didn't even notice that they didn't put this on TV. They didn't make a a whole movement out of him. Because Joe Biden is already president. George Floyd was just something they threw in our face to get our vote. Because he hurried up and grabbed old Kamala Harris and shit. Surrounded himself with black energy. So he can attract the black vote. But we all dumb in America. 90% of us think Democrat is the way to go. Even, even though Republican ain't the way to go either. But at least they admit that they're fucking racist. I don't need a fucking liberal suit talking for me. I don't need some white dude coming to Compton eating fried chicken in front of a camera just to get a fucking couple of votes. Like Hillary Clinton took her ass uh, to Compton and tried to eat hamburgers at Hawkins Burgers and shit. Bitch probably ain't been back to Compton since. That was what, 2016 when she was ran against Donald Trump? Try to bring her ass to fucking Compton, just like old Bill, just that's like her old racist-ass husband. We was calling this nigga the, the first black president because he smoked some weed and he played the saxophone with some niggas so he can get our vote. Then as soon as he got his ass in there, three strikes law and all that shit. Uh, Proposition 187, keep another uh, brown people out of America trying to use trying to stiffen up the immigration laws and shit but we'd be like yeah vote democrat they're they're for equality for everyone but every time they get in office 
prices go up. Motherfuckers can't even get back to forth, back and forth to work. But we be trusting these motherfuckers. Another few years, they gonna come around. Two, two more fucking old white guys asking for work and shit. Like, it's cold now that I'm, like, 40 years old and I finally get what the Simpsons was saying when they had uh, the two aliens as Al Gore and uh, Bob Dole. Because no matter who you vote for, it's the same snake motherfucker inside of those vessels. They're not, uh, they're not working for us. They're working for themselves at the detriment of us. The only thing they're working uh, for us is the angle of racism and anything that keeps us divided because as long as we stay divided, we can't focus uh, our energies together and and overpower that shit that they have going on. Because all it is is goddamn power struggle that we give up every day. Because we'd rather be online abusing each other while eating something from Grubhub and, and, and wearing Nikes and shit. <laughs> Thinking that we, we got it all, all made. Meanwhile, the boys in blue killing citizens. I don't, I don't know if he was a citizen. But even if he wasn't a citizen, he was a human being. And he did not deserve to uh, lose his life over a little scuffle. Because I saw it. It wasn't even an altercation. Dude didn't throw no punches. Dude wasn't trying to get off the ground. None of that shit. He just didn't want to get tased. And I think a, a person should have the right to say, hey, man, don't tase me, bro. But I guess when when you black, you're supposed to just submit to abuse. But what if he would have let him tase him and he still would have pulled out the service rifle and shot him? Because some people have that adrenaline rush. They want to just, well, I tased him. Why don't I just shoot him? And I just pray that this, this case don't get swept through the cracks and this dude don't get a slap on the wrist and we don't know nothing about it because they really trying to keep it out the news. It's kind of gaining traction now, but shit's fucked up. But then they're getting mad at us, mad at Colin Kaepernick for taking a knee because of this. This very thing I'm talking about right now is why he was taking a knee. Let's just go with, you know, the narrative that we know about Colin Kaepernick. Because me, I thought it was something else the whole time. But for 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 uh, the sake of normality, let's just say he was taking a knee against police brutality. And he lost his fucking job and shit. Still trying to get back into the league. And people are talking shit about him and... Even uh, black people are trashing him and shit. I was trashing him because when, upon the time when he took this knee, he, his game was kind of declining and shit. And I know a lot of people were like, oh, he's injured and all that shit, but... Okay. I saw you get benched twice in one game. That spoke to me. They gave you two chances in the same game and you couldn't do it. So I was like, well, maybe... I was like, maybe... His his time is, is done. And that was kind of shortly after playing in the Super Bowl. But my point was the very thing that he was kicked out of the NFL for or got ran out of the NFL for is still happening. But this time, we don't give a fuck. There's no movement. There's no protest. There's no... Uh, Groups of white people throwing uh, 
throwing chairs through the stickler's window in the name of black people. It's just a, a quiet murmur and a crippled nigga on a podcast talking about it right now. This is the type of shit that goes on. And then, not to mention the, uh, upon further review, upon further review, all pun intended, uh, Dwayne Haskins Jr. wasn't being a crazy nigga on the highway. He was actually stranded on the highway and he was going to get gas when he was struck by that truck, abruptly ending his life earlier uh, this month and a whole bunch of uh, white NFL analysts came out flexing their big white chest about what a nigga mess he was in the NFL and one dude actually had the nerve to question his intelligence because he was on the highway come to find out he was stranded and he had called his wife and he was looking for gas or or going to go get gas when he was struck by that dump truck that killed him. But I haven't heard not one apology from Adam Shifter or that old motherfucker. I know he did a whole bunch of apologizing when he dropped it and then all the black people started attacking him. Then he recoiled just like Joe Hogan when he dropped the N-word 25 times in that compilation and everybody act like they was mad then he want to come out and say that he wasn't aware this is the, the type of shit that I'm talking about but we act like that shit ain't a thing man people are losing their lives they're not breathing anymore. People, they have friends and family that won't get to spend any more precious moments with them. Not to mention if uh, Patrick Lawyer was a father. They don't have a dad. Because an officer felt inferior because he tried to muscle the black dude and he basically just took his arm away. Like, man, cut that shit out. He felt weak and small. So he had to pull out his equalizer and even the score by shooting him in the back of the head. They couldn't even, he couldn't even shoot him while looking at him. He had to shoot him in the back of the head. I watch a lot of westerns. I thought that was some coward shit. Shoot a nigga in the back. You got ran out of town for doing that shit. Or hung for for shooting a motherfucker in the back. But I guess that only applies to white people. If you if you black, you just just make sure you shoot him where he's dead. And uh and everything's all good. But I hope that we uh we do better. Been having some some very uh, positive uh, days because uh, I've been practicing um, saying uh, something positive upon waking up, uh, and it's usually uh, everything works out for my highest good today, absolutely perfect. But I added something else where I ask the universe, I tell the universe good morning, and then I ask the universe, how good is it going to get today? I asked it, how good is it going to get today? Twice. And then that, that puts the, the positive energy out there for me to start my day. I, I usually try to say both of these statements before I uh, lift my head off the pillow. Because, you know, once you raise your head off the pillow, that means you the day has officially started. And, well, actually, when your feet hit the floor, I need to get back on that. I used to say thank you every time for each foot hitting the floor because basically gratitude is the most important uh, emotion we should express and we should express it as just as much if not more than we express love because uh, it's 
very attractive and it's the uh, key ingredient to what draws the things that we uh, desire to us. So I've been like having a having a very good day. I dropped two reels on uh, Instagram. I don't really do reels and stuff because sometimes it looks desperate when people uh, don't have ideas. They they just try to do some some quick shit. And some people are funny. I mentioned that in an episode before, how some people they have a knack for it and other people don't. And I don't think I really have a, a sketch knack knack for sketches. At least not by myself. I mean, maybe I, I have to think of some shit, because, like, I, I don't even have a name for this character I dropped, and I talked about how astrology is bullshit, because astrology always tells you something good, like, your little luck is gonna change, and you're gonna receive some money, and it never tells you anything, like, you're gonna die, because a nigga who wanted to fuck you up at a party last week was gonna catch up with your bitch ass, like, it never says anything like that, so that was, like, one of them, and then another one is just me being uh, silly saying I was the funniest nigga in the world and, and I didn't want to hear anything about it if you thought I wasn't so I'm trying but I'm not really a content guy cause I'm not trying to sketch my way to the top you know I, I love stand up I love to get on stage I love to write I love performing I even love talking to people afterwards even though they don't have any clue what the hell they're talking about and they don't know that they annoy us most of the time but it's still good to be recognized for a gift that you have been given <clears throat> so I can't be too mad um I don't know I the one thing I think I should set as a goal in comedy is to be um more open to networking because I do not network because I don't vibe with a lot of comedians because I you know think in this space and, and, and it's not just comedians it's, it's a lot of regular people too because a lot of people live in the surface realm and I'm kind of over that shit because I know that it's just a mind fuck to keep you in one position uh, mentally physically and spiritually and then it, it it like teaches you to create competitions with other people that should not exist. Like your shortcomings or whatever you perceive as a shortcoming in your life is not due to anybody else. It's due to you. You just got to really go back and look at the situation and, and hold yourself accountable for the mistakes that you make. And that was... Um, I think that's what a lot of women problem are is is they can easily avoid accountability by dumping it on a man. And I don't want to start a war of the sexes by saying that, but we get blamed for everything. We get blamed for everything. And it's really me for me to say that it's not even me going through it. It's me being affected by uh, other women. Uh, women of color, other women, I'm not a woman, (laughs) Uh, women of color being uh, drawn into the feminism battle, which has nothing to do with us. It's, it's, It's a power struggle between white women and white men. We're in the middle because we have the melanin and we have the color. But it's just a lot of women, a lot of beautiful black women out there that don't know they're beautiful because they're trying to live up to white standards. And a lot of women, especially our black women, have insecurity problems. That's why they wear fake hair. You have natural hair that is like curly and beautiful and, and white people want it because that's why they're always trying to touch it and shit. But, but for some reason, they got us wearing fake eyelashes and, and hair pieces and extensions and shit. And sew-ins and, and lace fronts and all that shit. Because we listening to white media that convinces that our natural features are a curse. And that's why you got everybody getting these plastic surgeries and shit. 
because they're being led to believe that there is th- there is something wrong with the way that they were created and there is nothing wrong with the way anybody was created and I just want to say to all the women out there love yourself don't listen to uh, the media and what they say beauty is beauty for you is whatever you decided to be because beauty is an individual thing beauty has nothing to do with your outward appearance beauty comes from within yourself and with that being said this has been comic chat number 79 i am your host glendon mcgee uh you can find me on facebook uh glendon mcgee g-l-e-n D-O-N McGee M-C-G-E-E uh, You can also find me on IG Instagram Arthagram At GM3 Comedy That's at GM The number 3 And the word comedy And you hit that follow And I will follow you uh, Right Back um, You can find this podcast On Spotify Pocket Cast Google Podcast Radio Public And Breaker and right here on this lovely podcasting platform called Anchor. Um, There's 78 other episodes. Uh, I've been thinking about dropping sets on here, but I want to grow my uh, listeners' base. I want to grow my subscribers before I start doing that. But if you do subscribe, which I advise you to do, um, do not unsubscribe when I drop episode number 80 next week. Because I'm trying to keep an accurate gauge on how many people are subscribing. And I can tell how many of you are coming back and listening to each episode by the number of plays I receive. So, um, before I go, I just want to say, you're beautiful. You're worthy of your dreams and desires. They're right there in front of you. You can attract them. They're not running from you. When you chase them, that's when they start running. But... When you attract them, they come to you. You are special and you are beautiful and you are not your past. Love yourself. Forgive yourself. Give yourself the credit you deserve because you are amazing. And nothing is too good for you because you were made by the ultimate source of creation. So... Until next time, I love you all and goodbye.